Welcome to the Alliance Sacred Alchemy podcast. I'm Raspreet Sagu, and I teach you how to manifest in a way that actually works for you and leads you to your soul's path and purpose by creating your own customized manifesting framework without the believe it and achieve it or think positive and vibe high mindset stuff that doesn't really take into account your lived experiences. If you're a conscious creator and ready to live your wildest dreams instead of just fantasizing about them or trying to manifest them, then listen on as I bring spiritual principles to life through grounded experiences and real life situations so you can be in a state of receiving and courageously manifest in and on purpose. Hello and welcome to today's episode and it's all about how to stop getting hurt, how to heal and depersonalize from past betrayals or disappointments. So today what I have to share with you I feel like it's going to be kind of a sermon because this energy that's flooding through and what I have been becoming aware of in the past few weeks I could quite easily turn this into some kind of paid masterclass that I teach. There is just so much that I want to share with you today and I'm going to do my best to keep it simple and give you some food for thought so you can go away and do your own contemplation over what I share. And I really invite you to lean in and apply the stuff that I talk about in your own relationship dynamics, particularly with those people that may have hurt you or may have contributed to your pain and suffering in the past or maybe they're doing it now right but really go away and do your own contemplation because what I share with you is just part of it all right what you need to go away and do is now apply this start living from this energy start looking at this world through this new lens that you are going to have by the end of this episode because this really is the first step before you even begin the healing journey before you begin healing that pain of the past or the hurt or the betrayal and all of that this is what i'm constantly talking to my clients about in my private coaching sessions in my translate community and that is building the skill to have more self compassion the healing isn't about the energetic downloads and the visualization and all of that jazz i mean that embellishes everything that you're doing but the real thing down here what i've distilled it down to within my body of work is the skill set to have more self compassion and this is something you cannot do if you haven't got the capacity to see through the lens of compassion yourself and that applies both for yourself and for the others most of us don't have that capacity to see through that lens of compassion because most of us are just firefighting our way through a barrage of different hurts and disappointments from the past so if this is you firstly i want to say you are not alone and secondly it is not your fault truly No one ever talks about this stuff in the self-development world. That's what I've noticed, and I want to change that. It's not your fault if you have been approaching the healing aspect of it from just doing the energetic stuff or just doing the mindset stuff, right? Because it's not something that anyone really talks about. And I want to shout this from the rooftop so that everyone knows about the information that I am about to share with you that I have had a massive download on over the last few months. I wish that someone had told me this when I started my healing journey. It would have saved me so much agony, so much time and effort and energy and not even mentioning all the money that i kept plugging into and pumping into learning about all these different things to help me heal so i could manifest my dream life but nothing ever really stuck or lasted or helped me with manifesting the bigger vision and to have that manifesting be sustainable so it wasn't just like a start stop process for me because i didn't understand these concepts back then and this is what i'm seeing the pattern with my clients is 
they're not understanding this because they're coming from a place where it's not being talked about. And so, as I said, this is the Cliff Notes version because I'm going to try and condense a very complex topic into something manageable, bite-sized, so you can walk away having listened to this and actually understand enough to be able to do some work on your own and get through some of the stuff on your own through your own self-contemplation. This is the Cliff Notes version of what I work through with my clients and I wanted to make sure that this information is accessible for anyone that's willing to receive this so that they can apply it right now and save themselves from wasting all their resources and energy like I did for years, trying to do things to heal from the past and those things then don't go and work, right? So if you listen to this whole episode or there's parts of this episode that you're really resonating with, if it applies to you and you receive something valuable, please help me share this message far and wide. And there's a few different ways you can do this. You can share this podcast with the people that you love and deeply care about. You can write comments. That When you write comments or leave positive reviews, then I think it, it kind of helps the podcast to be shown to more people. So if you're called to do that, And if you feel called, even share it with the people who may have unintentionally or maybe even intentionally hurt you, the ones that you actually care about, the ones that you are actively working on healing that relationship because it's important to you. Because what I know is that if more people understood this, especially the people on both sides of the hurt and the betrayal, then so much could be resolved and so much quicker. Deeper connections could be had. More love could be shared. Happier relationships and so much energy. This is going to free you of so much energy that has been tied up in old hurts, past anger, resentments, grudges, all of those kind of energies. That uses up a lot of your creative life force. So when you free up that energy, now you've suddenly got loads more energy to put to words calling in what you really desire. So share it with those people who may have unintentionally hurt you and the people that you deeply care about. Because with all that freedom and that liberation from all of that, you know, heavier, lower vibrational emotions, energy, uh, stuckness, can you imagine a world where people are living from their joy because now they've let go of all of that? They've activated their creative life force and they're manifesting what they really love. They're living in their joy because they love the life that they're living. Do you think in a world like that, there'll be any need to hurt others, any need to be jealous of somebody else or feel like you need to compete with someone? No, you wouldn't, right? Not when you're living from your own joy. There wouldn't be this feeling of feeling less than, I'm not good enough because dot, dot, dot. And imagine what that does to your confidence when you're not feeling you're not good enough, when you're not feeling like someone out there is better, when you're not feeling like you're lagging behind everyone else, when you are content, when you are deeply satisfied, when you are fulfilled, you are feeling love, you are feeling recognized, you are feeling accepted because you are in your joy, you're operating from your joy. Imagine what that does to your confidence. It's naturally going to expand your confidence. It's naturally going to expand your self-worthiness. And imagine what that energy translates into when you have expanded confidence and self-worth and self-value and what that can do and how that impacts your creativity. Imagine the innovation that could be possible to solve the problems we have going on in this world right now. The problems in your relationships, the problems in your family, the problems at work, in your communities, with your clients if you have clients. And this is why I am called to share this with as many people as possible. 
So let's go. I see so many brilliant people skip out on this basic understanding that I'm about to share and jump straight into trying to heal things by doing the mindset work or using various other tools, the coaching, the visualization, the affirmations, all of that kind of stuff to heal from the past. But it doesn't last because they're not understanding the very things that we're going to be talking about today, that we're going to be contemplating today, that you are going to go away and reflect on because it doesn't end once you finish this podcast episode. You get to go away and do the work surrounding these concepts. Okay. So many people skip out on this basic foundational piece because they haven't initiated the healing work with that sturdy and strong foundation. And that's what today is about. Because I feel this. When clients share what they've been through, it breaks my heart. I deeply feel. I'm an empath and I feel the pain. I feel the suffering. I feel the frustration and the disappointments and the sadness and the grief and the loneliness. I feel it. All right. So it really breaks my heart. When my community reaches out to me and shares on my Instagram DMs or replies to an email that I've sent out with their experiences because they're responding to something that I've said or something that they've watched or something that they've listened to and it's reminding them of situations in their life. It's reminding them about how that particular circumstance or situation is affecting them, how it's left them feeling. I feel it. I feel it so deeply and it bothers me that as a society, particularly in the brown community, we have normalized this pain. We have learned to internalize it, thinking that no one gets it or no one cares or this is just life. This is just the way the cookie crumbles. So we learn to live with the discomfort. We get comfortable being uncomfortable. And anyone who's already begun their healing journey, if you have and you may be able to resonate with this, can get stuck in this illusion of being positive. I mean, how many times have you been told, just forgive the people that hurt you and move on? And while that's true and there is truth in that, that you do get to forgive the people and you are doing the forgiveness for yourself, it's not to condone what the other person has done or how they've wronged you, But if you don't really feel the forgiveness, if you can't move past the hurt, the grief that they cause, the pain, the suffering, I'm not going to say that they cause, that may be the wrong terminology to use here because nobody actually has the power to cause that pain, but they may have co-created a situation that has elicited that response for you, all right? So if you don't really feel that forgiveness, and feel the compassion for the other person that has contributed to your pain and suffering, then are you really forgiving? Can you really move on? Or are you just bypassing what really needs your attention and shifting that energy from pain, suffering, anger, hurt, whatever, into a resentment, into a grudge that you bear? which then gets triggered over and over and over again. And each time it's triggered, it gets amplified. It's kind of like a snowball going down a mountain, gathering more and more snow, gaining more and more momentum as it gets bigger, which you know is going to result in a bigger disaster when it finally crashes into something, right? It's the same thing. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you a very common relationship dynamic that I see that can anchor you in the past and lock you into that energy, um, which contributes to you not being able to trust others easily. Maybe it's even that you don't trust yourself because you may have trusted someone in the past and they've hurt you and now you don't even trust yourself to trust others. You don't have that self-trust, okay? And why is that even relevant in the arena of manifesting? And particularly when you're manifesting in and on purpose? Because part of the process to manifest your bigger vision is trust and surrender. 
How many of you have heard that? I know for the longest time when I heard those words like trust and surrender, just surrender, just let go and trust the universe to have your back and all of that. Yeah, it's all very well saying it, but there was always this inner part of me which was like, yeah, but I don't know that I really do trust the universe to have my back. I don't know that I do trust my own creativity. I don't know that I do trust my own powers of manifesting, right? So see if that resonates with you. Do you trust? What does that trust? And being able to let go and surrender and knowing that the universe or God has your back, what does that even look like in real life? Like in human form, on a practical everyday occurrence, what does that look like? How can you trust others when you've been hurt and disappointed and let down by the very people you thought cared about you, you thought had your back? And how can you have your own back so you aren't always looking for someone else to come and rescue you like you're some sort of damsel in distress that's powerless unless she's saved by some knight in shining armor? I mean, we're not living in a Disney movie and... Maybe you're willing to wait for Prince or Princess Charming to come along and change your life with a true love's kiss. But how long are you willing to wait so you can finally have some peace in your life? How long are you willing to wait so you can have some joy, so you can experience pleasure in your life? How long are you willing to delay your desires, your pleasures from showing up? the experiences that enliven your spirit from showing up? How long are you willing to delay all of that? Because if you're drawn to listening to this podcast, I know that you've probably been feeling like, when is it my time? When can I celebrate my wins? When will it be my turn to catch a break and finally get to where I've always wanted to go and where I know I'm capable of, but I just haven't caught that break yet. When is it my time? And if that's you, I've got you. Get comfy because this episode is for you. Before we get talking about betrayal and expectations and how they can interfere with you manifesting, particularly in the context of family and how it can feel like the ones that you thought were always meant to have your back have let you down. I invite you that as I share from a blend of my own experiences and also some patterns that I see playing out with clients that I work with, as I'm sharing all of that, apply it to your life. Apply it to your relationships. Apply it to your past hurts, pain and suffering. So you can really start and initiate this healing journey to let go of all of that and actually start to move forward from that. So here's the thing you've got to understand. Your challenges don't magically disappear just because you're doing the inner work. They simply evolve as you evolve. In other words, your problems, quote unquote, never really go away. They just change in nature. The whole point of you being on this planet at this time, it's to create. And you never really get done or complete with creating. It's an ongoing process, which happens either by default when you are not being intentional about what you're creating in your life, what you're manifesting into your life, or intentional, which if you're listening to this podcast, then you're probably doing things a little bit more intentionally than most people. And doing things intentionally is where you get to choose which way you're creating, what you're creating, what you're calling into your life, how you would like to live out your life here, how you would like to live out your lifestyle as you fulfill your life purpose, all right? You get to choose the way you create or manifest your life. And yes, of course, there's some nuances within that, all right? There's a whole other topic that we can speak about around the internalized depression and the actual physical systems, the human systems, the laws that we have here on this earth plane, but that's for another conversation. So instead of trying to firefight your problems or getting too bogged down in fixing or healing the negative, 
you've got to be willing and you've got to learn to embrace all of it. The good, the bad, the ugly and everything in between. Because making peace with the fact that this is a lifelong process will liberate you from always seeking the next thing. Always being in this loop of, how do I fix it? What What is there? Oh my God, I've got this new problem now. I've got to fix it. I'm imperfect. I've got to heal. I've got to fix. And not that I'm saying that you have to eliminate healing from your practice. That's not what I'm saying. But it's the energy. Can you see the energy with, oh my God, there's something wrong with me and I need to fix it? Versus, wow, let's get curious. Why have I created this in my life? And what can I do so that I can out-create all the crap I've created in my life and instead create the stuff that I actually want to be experiencing in life? There's a difference in energy. Can you feel that? And this process, it's ongoing. It's lifelong, right? Once you get that, it's going to help you to stop trying to be perfect all the time and manifest exactly as you are now in your messiness with all the chaos and the drama that you may be surrounded by in your hurt and betrayal. Like a lot of times I I notice when I'm talking to people that they're waiting to let go of the past or let go of that hurt or betrayal or heal from that particular circumstance that they've moved through in their life, that experience that has impacted them negatively in some way, before they allow themselves to manifest. And I'm here to say, you don't need to. You can be a hot mess and manifest whatever you like. You don't have to wait to be perfect, right? This is a narrative that I really, really want to highlight to you to see where you're operating from this because it's something that has been absorbed through the self-development industry around fixing yourself before you can have what you want all right and I want to dismantle that right because that leads you into trying to be perfect all the time you don't need to and once you realize that you can be in your messiness and still manifest it takes so much of the pressure off it makes the journey so much more fun so much more light-hearted. It allows you to have more grace, compassion, and understanding for yourself. So you're not looking for all of that from another person and piling on the pressure on everyone else or anyone else to fill that void for you. And in the process, repelling the very love and support and connection that you're craving. Think about it. Have you ever hung out with someone that expects too much of you? Someone who's so clingy and needs you to do everything for them, be there for them at the drop of a hat to make them feel better. Do things around their timetable and their convenience. Someone who you've prioritized over yourself so you can fulfill their happiness, their dreams, their hopes. Whether they're dreams that they have for you that will make them happy or just the things that they want out of life for themselves, but they're expecting it out of you. Does anyone spring to mind? Just trust whoever pops into your mind as I'm saying this, all right? Because if you've experienced a person or people like this in your life, then you'll know how draining it can be to be around that person. You'll probably know how you go to great lengths to try and avoid that person if you can, right? Or that sense of dread and heaviness that washes over you when you know that you can't avoid them. You know what I mean? If you're unconsciously seeking happiness or love from another person, you are this person, energetically speaking. Your energy starts to repel others. Your energy announces you even before you open your mouth or do anything. You may be doing all the right things. You may be saying all the right things. But the energy from which you're doing it is this frenetic, please make me happy, this frenzied energy, this needy energy. So I see this a lot when I'm working with clients who are trying to attract their soulmates. And quite often, this energy surfaces for most of my clients. And it certainly did for me when I was on my soulmate search. You know, it's that kind of energy where you're demanding 
without saying it out loud. This is your energy doing it. It's like you're demanding the other person to carry your load for you and shoulder the burden of your responsibilities, right? You're putting that expectation, you're projecting on that person. I expect you to love me. I expect you to fulfill this gap and this void that I have within me. And then you wonder why you're repelling them. And you wonder why they're not emotionally available. You wonder why they're ghosting you. You wonder why they keep projecting you, right? So then what happens? You get disappointed when they can't meet your needs or fulfill that void. You feel betrayed. You feel sad because you thought they cared, but they don't. And you take it really personally. And let me be real, they don't care. Most people don't even know how to fulfill these needs for themselves. How on earth can they do it for you? They have their own unresolved trauma and issues. They don't have the capacity to fulfill those needs for anyone else. In my work with clients, I often see this dynamic with members of the family, particularly with parents or parental figures. I've certainly experienced this phenomenon in my own life, with my own family, and absolutely with my own parents. It's this endless cycle, which goes something like this. And as I talk through this, as I said right at the beginning of this podcast, insert whoever popped into your mind as you listen to the symptoms of this concept that we talked about before. Here's how the loop goes. You get hurt or disappointed because they didn't fulfill that need that you had. So you go back for more. Even if you haven't had your needs met by your parents for decades, but there's this deep yearning, a hunger to finally be nurtured, to be seen, to be loved, and to be accepted by those who brought you up. And if they're your parents, brought you into this world. So you go back for more even though you've been disappointed or let down. Now, I'm going to be talking particularly about parents or parent figures because I think most people will be able to relate to that, but you can absolutely insert whoever that is for you. It could be a work colleague. It could be someone that you partnered up with in your business or at some point. It could be a romantic partner. It could be your child. It could be your parents. Like you do you and you insert whatever is relevant and whoever popped in your head as I spoke about this stuff before, all right? You go back for more. So then you have that loop, this deep yearning, the hunger to be nurtured, but you get rejected and then you still go back for more, even though you've been disappointed and let down in the past. Because those people that you're going back to cannot meet your needs. They rarely change. And even if they said they'll do better next time, or they have all the right intentions to do better, they're genuinely, sincerely apologetic. You, maybe you've had conversations about it before. Maybe you've talked about it. Maybe they have seen what they've done wrong and have promised that they'll do better next time, but they still can't meet your needs. Not because they don't want to, but because they just don't have the capacity to do so. They don't have it in them. They're in too much pain themselves. And if you're someone who keeps going back for more, this is your invitation to stop torturing yourself and get out of this loop. Because all you achieve is to trap yourself in this endless loop, and it is an endless loop, and it will continue for as long as you have breath in your body. And I'm willing to bet that this endless loop of relying and being let down is probably showing up in other relationships, not just relationships with people, but it could be showing up in your relationships with your body your relationship with yourself, your relationship with money, right? It's a pattern that's embedded and it's that loop. It's that snowball effect. So here's what I want you to realize. At this stage, it's actually not them that's the issue here. And I know that's probably not what you want to hear right now, especially if you are in it, especially if you are feeling that hurt and that betrayal and that sadness or the grief or the anger, or whatever it is that you're feeling. 
But I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. I'm here to provoke a different possibility out of you, to show you and shift your perspective that it's not actually them that's the issue. I mean, yes, they do play a part in it, but the scale is tipped more in your direction. And this is not to blame you. It's not for you to point fingers and judge and criticize yourself. It's about bringing awareness because it's now you that needs to change if you want to break out of that cycle. It's not up to them. It's your unconscious hope to finally be seen, to be loved, to be acknowledged. That's wounding you. And each time you go through this shitty cycle, the wound gets deeper and deeper. And the key to your liberation is to see them for who they are. I mean, really see them in the way that you want to be seen by them. See them from the wounds that they're functioning from. See them from the limitations that they are operating from. Because unless you're the very fortunate few that grew up in a family that completely supported you to fully express yourself, to never suppress or hide or conceal any part of you, or suppress your voice, your opinion, your needs or your desires, if you're not that fortunate few, you probably grew up with the cultural imprinting that suppressed you, controlled you, or had you follow a particular path to ensure the safety and reputation of the family because of honor, because of safety, because of the status of the family or what others will say, whatever the reason. If you recognize yourself in that, then you've likely grown up with parents who are also a product of that same environment. Their expression was probably also suppressed. They were probably also conditioned to keep safe by following the set path or silencing their voice, by doing good, by being the good girl or the good boy, by doing as the elders say, never questioning what they're being told by the elders, to trust the outer authorities blindly because they know better. So they did to you all they knew how to do, which was what was done to them. They didn't know any different. See them from that context. Because once you do, you'll see that they're not the adults that you're visioning, that can meet your needs. They're not those heroes that you once regarded them as when you were a child. They're lost little children themselves, masquerading as adults and believing that their years of this experience on this planet makes them better equipped to hold you. But that's not the reality. They aren't capable of meeting your needs because their needs were never met either. They literally don't know how to meet your needs. Arriving at this stage of awareness is just the beginning. And that alone, my friends, isn't an easy thing to get to. All right, because if you're anything like me and my clients, the brain goes into its own narrative. Right? I know when I was arriving at this and it's a really hard place to get to because your brain will throw up all sorts of stories. I know I certainly did, which was, well, I didn't have the experience of that from my childhood and yet I'm still changing things. I'm still doing what I never experienced as a child. I'm still doing that for my children. I'm still learning to better myself. All right, But you've got to acknowledge the privileges that you have. And that's what I wasn't doing for the longest time is acknowledging my privilege that I have that my parents never grew up with. They didn't have the privilege of the education that I have. They did not have the privilege of being able to express themselves as much as what I am able to do. And yes, my expression may have been suppressed, but I was more liberated than they were. Right. Things change as you go down the generations. So arriving at this stage of awareness, it may not be an easy thing to do. And this is where I really invite you to sit and deeply contemplate all of this about what are the dynamics in your family? What are the generational things? How was your family dynamic set up? Were you maybe a joint family? How did that impact the expression of each individual within that family dynamic? It's not easy because... 
you need to arrive at this place without getting the nourishment, the love, the acceptance, the acknowledgement, or whatever it was that you were seeking from them, without getting that. So it's a catch-22. You have to be able to see them as the wounded child that they may be operating from that was unable to fulfill your needs and not the adult that you have envisioned growing up that can offer you what you're missing in your life because it is their job to provide that, but they simply can't. And that's hard. And it does bring up hurt. It does trigger betrayal. It does leave you feeling bitter and disappointed, a sense of being let down or not mattering to the very people that brought you into this world or were supposed to be your caretakers. And all those feelings, those emotions, those sensations, those thoughts that that brings up, they're totally valid. This is the paradox of having a higher understanding of why they behave in the way that they do and not personalizing it, not taking it to mean that it means something about you or it means something about them, not making it about how you did something wrong or that you must be broken or need fixing of some sort or that you were the problem, you're the burden. And yes, maybe you had a part to play in the situation that's been created because you are co-creating this, you're dancing together with this, with that individual. But when you understand that this all came about as a result of two things, number one, them operating from their wounds, and number two, you operating from yours. Then you get to see them and really see them as the confused, scared little children who don't know any better and mostly act from an activated nervous system. They don't know how to regulate themselves. And there are a few ways that this dysregulated nervous system response can play out. So as I go through these, mainly four main things, just start to lean in and see and recognize where you see yourself in this and where the other person, that individual, is operating from, right? So number one, they'll either freeze and they don't do anything. They're paralyzed. They may have a tendency to bury their head in the sand and ignore you or the situation, hoping it will go away by itself. Number two, they might react and start becoming defensive or aggressive as a way to protect themselves. It's like a survival mechanism, right? It's kind of like throwing their toys out of the pram so that they get the attention that they're craving deep down or attacking other people before other people attack them, that kind of energy. Or number three is that they're in flight mode. They run away from the situation. They may abandon you. They may totally dismiss you. They may gaslight you and tell you, just get over it. It's in the past. Leave it there. Why do you keep dragging the past into the future or into the present? They may make you feel like you're making a mountain out of a molehill. They may even claim that they don't recall certain events and insinuate that you must have got the wrong end of the stick or you're making things up. Or number four, they may fawn. They apologize they understand what they've done wrong and they promise they'll do better and they have all the best intentions and they're really apologetic. They're sincere in the moment, but later on, they do the same old thing again. And usually it's not because they're insincere with their apologies and admissions, but more because they don't know how to change. They're confused little children waiting for someone to tell them exactly what to do, the adult, the authority figure, telling them, this is what you need to do, this is how you react here, this is how you behave here, because they aren't equipped themselves to regulate their own emotions. They're so used to being told what to do, how to behave, they've had their lives mapped out for them, they've been told every step of the way what 
You're supposed to do what you're not supposed to do. How you're supposed to be in the world. What makes you a successful person? What makes you a good girl? What makes you a bad boy? Like all of the things. So they're waiting on an outer authority to tell them what to do. They can't regulate their own emotions. They've never been taught how. So how could they possibly do that for you? So just notice which one of these four situations that you're recognizing here. Either recognizing yourself operating from. Or recognizing the other individual. And know this, it's not personal. They're battling with their own inner demons. And that's not to justify their actions and inactions, as the case may be. This is not to give them a get out of jail free card and let them do it over and over and over again, right? This is for you to shine a light on the awarenesses so that you know what you can do moving forward. Maybe it's better boundaries. Maybe you need to have a powerful conversation with that individual. Maybe you need to draw a line and be complete with that relationship and leave it and walk away. Or maybe there is a dynamic in that relationship that you've now recognized can change. So this isn't about justifying what they're doing or not doing but more for you to see them as the wounded humans that they are so you can have that compassion and let go of the expectation that they are the adult that you thought can offer you what you need or they are the person or they are the individual. And arriving at this space, it's both the most difficult and challenging step that you can take and it's the most liberating. It's really the only step that you can take if you wish to free yourself of the chains that hold you back and keep you in the loop of the drama, the heartache, the disappointment, the betrayal, the hurt, all of it. And honestly, when you choose to take this step and embark on your own journey to help you arrive at this point, you're going to free up so much energy that you've been using to hold on to past hurts, the grudges that those energies shift into eventually, the deep resentments, the deep bitterness, the rejection, all the regrets that you may have surrounding that situation or that person. All that energy is being used up and being tied up in those feelings and emotions and is now free for you to use in attracting people from whom you can get those needs met. So if you're looking for a soulmate, this is the space I invite you to get to if you don't want another version of the same experiences that you've had with others in your life that have disappointed or hurt you. This is the space that I invite you to get into if you're already in a relationship and you wish to bring more harmony and ease and love and connection into that relationship dynamic. And this is certainly the space that I invite you to get to if you want to let go of being a victim and operating from that energy of victimhood, of powerlessness, of hopelessness, of when is it going to be my turn? And take the reins, be proactive, and take micro actions to get closer to where you want to be to pull in the right people, the right resources that are going to help you along your way, that are going to help you to co-create what you are envisioning for your desired future, all right? Because a lot of the things that we want to manifest aren't things that we can do on our own. If you're looking to manifest a soulmate, you cannot do that on your own. You do require another individual to step in and partner up with. Right? If you have a business and you wish to attract clients, you can't do it on your own. You need those clients to come in and co-create that experience with you. Even if you're manifesting for your dream home, for example, right? you still need all these different individuals. You may need a mortgage broker. You may need someone who's selling a house. You may need someone to back you up financially. Like, look at all these different people that are going to support you in manifesting that dream home. And that can be applied to anything 
that you wish to manifest. It's not just you doing all the heavy lifting. So I know that a lot of us have been parentified in our childhood or have been told that you've got to do it on your own. You've got to work hard. And, you know, we've been socialized, especially as women and especially as people of color, that you have to work twice as hard to be half as good and you've got to do it on your own and you don't want to be a burden on anyone else. All of those things. And that can leak into your manifesting practices. So watch out for that. Watch out for where you're trying to do all the heavy lifting. And remember, we talked about the surrender piece, surrendering and trusting. Well, part of the process of surrendering is that you let go of doing it all on your own. You allow the universe or God to come and help you and to supply the resources and the people that are going to support that vision. That you allow yourself to receive that support. That you allow yourself to let go of the control of micromanaging how it happens, when it happens, how it's going to happen, what time frame it happens within. Because that is what alchemy is all about. That is what manifestation is really all about. You don't really have control over a lot of things, but there are certain things that you have control over, and that is how you are responding to the energy around you. The energy that you are radiating, which is going to impact what you are drawing in, what you are attracting. That's when the spiritual laws like the law of attraction, vibration, magnetism, all the stuff that governs manifesting in this realm can start to work for you. All right. But a lot of times what people do is they try and skip all of this and go straight into using the law of attraction. But the law of attraction will only work in response to your real-time energy. And your real-time energy is governed by how you're feeling. Like really feeling, not just what your mind is telling you that you feel, not just because you've done a thousand repetitions of the same affirmation to say that I am love and I'm light, or I am abundant, or I easily attract my best soulmate. Like whatever that is, if you're not feeling it, If there is an underlying energy of this grudge that you have, that you're carrying, because you thought you've done the healing work, but all you've actually done is turned an old hurt into a grudge that you're holding now, okay? Because you've already forgiven that person. You've done the healing work, right? You've let go of that situation. You're not thinking about it, but the energy may still be there in your field, Right. So, and that's what I'm inviting you to start to really explore and deepen your practice with doing this work. All right. This is the work that we do in Translate. Like, I could have made this a paid masterclass for you. And I know that the real work doesn't happen with just knowing all this stuff. The real work happens when you start to deepen your practice. Nobody is exempt from practicing this because this is going to come up again and again, just different layers. Like as you evolve, what did I say at the beginning? Your problems are going to evolve. They're just going to change in nature. So there's always going to be a new problem for you to solve. That is just how it is, right? And that's not to say, oh my God, give up now because you'll never finish it all. That's just to say, make peace with the fact that there's always going to be something that allows you the opportunity to grow and expand because that is the whole point you are here as a soul. To learn these lessons, to expand, to grow, to gain virtues, to gain all these experiences in human form, to balance karma, all of those things. All right. So there's no way anybody on this planet, I don't care how enlightened you are, there's no way you escape this. And nobody is exempt from practicing. If you choose not to do this work and not to explore, which you absolutely can, then chances are you won't arrive at this space, the space of deep compassion, where you're operating from compassion for yourself and for the individual. And the chances are that you If you haven't arrived there, you're going to keep reliving that same kind of relationship dynamic. And like I said, it's not just with romantic partners, but with relationships to anything and anyone, your colleagues at work, 
your clients, your siblings, your finances, your relationship with yourself, the relationship you have with your body, the relationship that you have here on this earth, with earth, the relationship with God or the universe, any kind of relationship. And that's why when I'm working in my Translate community, this is what we practice. Not only are you getting the theory and the tools that you get to use and learn, but it's more about embodying it. And embodiment will come through the practice of the concepts. And this is exactly what we do on Translate. We deepen your practice. So you may have already been practicing this, but there's always somewhere deeper that you can take it if you choose to do so, right? One of the deeper things we get to work on in Translate is arriving at this space so you can heal and strengthen yourself, so you can prime yourself for better relationships, for deeper connection, for more reciprocity in relationships. So it's not just you doing all the work and the heavy lifting in that relationship, but that you also gain something from it as well. It's not just a one-sided thing. And I've been able to witness with hundreds of clients over the years that when they really got to this space, and I mean really anchored into it, not just on the mind level where you become aware of it all, but to a degree that it becomes a part of your identity. It integrates into how you're showing up because you strengthen yourself and you learn to emotionally regulate yourself So you're no longer needing to look outside of yourself for that validation. If you do receive that validation from another individual, then that's just a bonus. But you don't actually need it. You start to recognize it within yourself and about yourself. Your self-worth and self-value becomes integrated in how you speak, how you're holding yourself, your body language your personal boundaries and how you're expressing them, how you're asking for the things that you desire, how you're vocalizing your desires, like that job promotion that you want or that pay rise, like that increased rate that maybe you want to charge your clients, like that respect that you want out of that relationship. And think about it. When you truly love and value yourself, when you truly know your own worth, without leaving it to others or some arbitrary vanity metric that has been set by society as a success marker that dictates how accomplished or worthy and deserving you are, when you set your own value system, when you know your own worth and you embody it so that every cell, molecule, and atom of your body is radiating this energy. Are you going to stay in a relationship where you're disrespected, where you're exploited, or where you're taken advantage of? No, because you know you're worth more than that. Are you going to stay in a job where you aren't valued or you're always overlooked and dismissed and not allowed to make the impact you know you're capable of making? No, you won't because you know you're here for bigger, better things. You know that intrinsically. No one has to come and pat you on the back and tell you that about yourself. You know it within. If you knew your own worth, would you be afraid of what others are going to say, of their judgment? of their criticism about your life choices? No, because you're going to be so busy living your own life and enjoying it and relishing in all the pleasures that enliven your spirit. You're not even going to notice what other people are saying, right? You liberate yourself from the shackles of doing things the way everyone else is doing them for the sake of the respect and honor, or to uphold your own or your family's reputation, protect the family heritage, or whatever other reason you're doing it for. Why? Because at this stage, you no longer need to be validated by others. Because now, you no longer need someone to stay in your life for fear of being abandoned or ostracized. Because you start to own your own power. You start to trust yourself more than you trust anyone else. And you know you can create whatever you desire. I mean, you deeply know it. 
and you're grounded in that. You're starting to trust it. You're starting to expand and deepen and connect with your trust in your own ability to create change and manifest whatever it is that you wish to manifest. The shift that I've witnessed time and time again with my clients is huge. It impacts every aspect of their lives once they arrive at this space and they start manifesting from this space. I've seen people going on to attract their soulmate relationship after years of trying and getting to the verge of giving up hope. They'd done all the law of attraction stuff. They'd done everything they were supposed to be doing. And on paper, it looks like they've done everything that they're supposed to be doing exactly by the T according to the standard manifestation practices, but they hadn't had any luck. They hadn't actualized their soulmate relationship. I've witnessed people stepping out of the nine to five grind to do something that they're passionate about, where they're connected to their life purpose and they make more money doing that. I've witnessed it time and time again with so many clients where they start to generate more money than they could ever make in their old career and they're more fulfilled and they have the freedom and autonomy to do what they want when they want it. Now, I'm not saying any of this is for everybody, but you pick and choose what lights you up. I've witnessed people transforming their physical bodies from getting into shape to the physical healing of their ailments to strengthening their physical bodies after previous physical traumas. I've had clients that have been offered treble their annual pay within days of shifting something deep and arriving at this space for themselves without asking for that job promotion or pay rise, but just randomly, literally being handed it over and offered it out of the blue. Like I had one client who was just in the cafeteria at work, minding her own business, having lunch, and she was literally offered the job when one of her seniors bumped into her, they got talking, and a job was created for her with treble her annual pay. And it was offered to her without an interview, without her needing to apply for a job. It was literally created for her and it was effortless. She did not go out of her way to go and speak to that senior manager. It just was divinely orchestrated because she had shifted something and she was operating from a different space. She was grounded in her own self-worth and her own self-value through doing this exact work. It's literal magic what's possible when you do this work and you continue to do it because it's a lifelong commitment You can't rush to do this work. You can't just have a tick box exercise and say, I've done this. It's slow and steady. It's paced. It's self-paced. And it's paced at your unique energetic rhythm. There's going to be times where it's time to move and you're leaning forward and you are doing And there's going to be times of ebb where you're just leaning back. You're in receptive mode. You're allowing these seasons to dictate what action you're taking or when it's time to lean back and just receive. And of course, there are things that can change overnight. I'm not saying there aren't. For sure, there are things that can just within a snap can change. But you must be committed to yourself, not to the coach or the healer that you're working with, Not committed because you want better for your children. Not committed to a particular cause because that's the cause that's close to your heart. Committed to you. Committed to showing up for yourself. Even when it looks like your world is falling apart because people are dropping out of your life like flies as you shed the old identities and masks that you've been hiding behind and step into the new identity you are now integrating. And trust me, this will happen, all right? It's just a side effect. Some people are only meant to be there for the unhealed version of you. So you may have friendships that you've had for years and years suddenly just disappear, like they disappear off the face of the planet, or you just drift apart. It does happen. It's what I call the energetic purge, where everything that's standing in the way of you having what you really desire starts to dissolve. It starts to move away to create the space for the things that you're asking for to show up, right? And in that period of time, that calibration period where things are dropping out, people are dropping out of your life, it looks like things are getting worse in your life. That is where 
most people give up because it feels like nothing's working and it's all getting worse. That is where I invite you to plug into a community that understands this, that is going through the process themselves, that knows what you're moving through and can hold the vision with you, that can cheer you on, that can encourage you and support you, celebrate you. Because if you don't and you don't have that circle, and I'm not talking about the well-intentioned family members and friends that you may have. I mean people who are doing this deep work, all right, who have their own experiences and a deep lived experience and understanding of what you are moving through. That's what I mean. This is so crucial to have this support network because there are going to be times where it seems like nothing is moving because you can't see the tangible results yet. I can't tell you how many clients have said to me that they very nearly gave up And the only reason that they continued was because they were in my community, either a program with me or my ongoing translate community or my email community or my Instagram community. And either they read something, they saw something, they heard something that I said or that I recorded. They listened to a podcast and that rekindled the spark for them. So they continued and then bam. All the cumulative intangible shifts that they had, which they didn't see at the time, culminated in the materialization of something beyond their wildest dreams. And one of the things that I teach in Translate is how to review your process. Your manifesting framework is what I coined the term because that framework includes everything we've just talked about. It includes the journey deep within to arrive at the self-validation. It includes the tools that you use to get there. It includes the daily activities that you get to incorporate into your day-to-day life to support you and your desires showing up. It includes your life's purpose and mission, which holds your natural motivation and activates your creative life force. It includes your specific creative outlets, which stimulate your creative flow and speed up your manifestations to actualize. It includes the resources that you're using to support you during those times of the energetic purge where things seem to be getting worse or just stagnating. It includes the community that you're plugged into that can hold that vision for you, with you, celebrate your wins and buoy your faith when you're flailing a little bit. It includes all the healing, the coaching and the techniques that you learn so that you can emotionally regulate, right? All of these things, and there's plenty more that I haven't even mentioned here, but all these things are the main things that make up your customized manifesting framework because there isn't a one size fits all. There can't possibly be. Think about how individual you are, how individual your circumstances are, how individual your life's experiences are. And then when you see that your energetic signature is like no other individual on this planet, can you see how you cannot have a manifesting framework that's going to work for everybody? And that's the work that we move through in Translate. So if that calls to you, trust yourself, hear the call and join us now. I leave the link in the show notes. I'll also link up the sign up form to join my email community and you can head over onto my Instagram page if you'd like to join the Insta family. I don't always share the same thing across the different platforms and different communities so it's well worth checking out all the different spaces I have available. You never know where you're going to land on a message that totally changes your life like many of my clients have reported. Even members of my paid community have said that it was actually a post that they read on my Instagram that helped integrate something that we're doing over in Translate. Of course, the only space that I currently actively coach and teach regularly is in Translate for now. And that's going to be changing because I've got something in the pipeline, but more on that another time. So if you're ready for that support, that level of support and community and all the magical tools and resources that's going to help you to intentionally, deliberately design 
and build your own manifesting framework, as well as the tools to help you sharpen your self-healing and self-coaching skills to navigate through any old energies that aren't supporting you, any victim energies that you may be operating from, then Translate is the best space for you to be in. And at the time of this recording, we're actually moving through a six-month activation and you can get in on the live sessions each month. If you're listening to this in the future, still get in because those recordings are held in what I call the Vault of Magic and it's going to be there ready for you to watch at your leisure, at your convenience and for you to implement those tools into your life and start manifesting right away. But the reason that I'm saying if you're feeling that pull to join, then do join for the live sessions because there's an energy in those live sessions that is electric, okay? And so you'll have the benefit of riding that energy in the live sessions, plus the live coaching that happens. It's just all magical. And you'll have the online community, of course, as part of Translate. And as a member, you get access to an online community and monthly coaching calls to bring forward any questions that you have from the work, from the recording and resources that you have in the Vault of Magic so you can receive laser coaching to support you. And so that's all for today. This is how you get rid of other people's judgments and your own expectations and arrive at this space of grounded self-worth and really moving on from the past betrayal and hurt. This is the place I invite you to get to even before you begin with the healing tools and everything else is this understanding and then go away, maybe listen to this again and really deeply contemplate how this is applicable to you And I am going to challenge you, if you're up for the challenge, to attach with any awareness that you have today at least one action step that you are going to commit to moving forward, knowing what you know now. All right. So let me know what that is for you. You can find me on Instagram and DM me there. I will leave all the links that I referred to in the show notes. And finally, if this episode was useful to you, it was valuable to you, then please do share it with someone that you care about that you know could use this message right now. For now, that's all. And I will see you next time. Happy creating.